Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Cantrip Conversations. Instead of We Cantrip Dini Podcast, we're doing, that's right, another episode of Cantrip Conversations. And today, the regular cast is here. I'm Brandon Tharp, the Dungeon Master for We Cantrip Dini Podcast, and I'm joined by... Cameron Ford, who would be playing Tack McNuckles, but not in this. <laughs> uh, Greg Brown, and I'm on the television show, What's Happening? <laughs> I'm what? not. <laughs> I was like, what? Me too. <laughs> And I'm Ian France, and uh, despite what you may have heard on TV, the rumors are not true. I am innocent. Do not listen to them. That man is a liar. I did not touch that woman. I did not. You've already said too much. What oh, the fuck gosh. have I missed? Holy shit. Anyways, so uh, as you guys know, uh, Cantrip Conversations is another uh, little podcast series we do every once in like two weeks where we talk about the game and playing the game not. and different... Well, yes, you did. <laughs> playing not. the game and different things that we <laughs> like to mark. do. <laughs> God, I've already got a, already got a reference to the room, and I fucking hate all of you. Um, so yeah, uh, real quick, if you're listening to this now on our Spotify, iTunes, whatever you listen to podcasts to, that is cool. I'm happy you do that. But you can listen to these episodes, you motherfuckers. I fucking hate you. You look casual. Casual. I was trying to see what stretch like I Sorry. Why am I friends with you guys? Anyways, if you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, or any kind of podcast stores, that's cool. I'm happy you do that. But you can wit listen. Jesus. You can listen to but the you can podcast. Listen, but you can listen a week earlier if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's right. <laughs> I'm posting these a week before on YouTube than I am on our podcast. Stores. And you can so, catch those pesky rabbits. <laughs> With your trusty wizard rifle. <laughs> I'm done with all of you. So today we're going to be talking about... Um, actually, Greg came up with this topic. It was playing character versus class, right? Is that or what, what I like to call role-playing versus min-maxing. Role-play versus min-max, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what would this mean to you guys? Like, What does min-maxing versus like role-playing like mean to you guys? Cameron, go ahead and start. Role-playing... Uh, well, obviously, you just play how you see your character fits. Whereas min-maxing, you'd be like, "All right, what's the best things I could wear for like armor-wise, uh, artifact-wise, and then what spells are the best to utilize in any situation as possible?" Or just all in all, what can make your character the best that it can peak its stats-wise? Yeah, yeah. Greg, what do you think? That's what's it really mean to you? Uh, almost exactly what he said. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm doing a counseling session right now. What does it mean to you? What does this mean to you? What does it mean when the beaver comes after me at night? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is I would say, a bit strange because I guess depending on how you set up your character, whether it's you just pick your ability score or you roll for them, mm -hmm. um, I do both. Because I rolled my I rolled my stats and I was like, okay, I have the best possible outcomes. I want them to be what I have for my top stats, yep. and then you know I, you see how I role play in the game and everything. <coughs> but anything that comes out of it, it's just like, well, that's just what I have. I, if Pate isn't very negotiable, it's because you know he's. I, you could just roll with it. Paper, he's not very yeah. charismatic. Yeah, he's not charismatic. He's a soldier, so he doesn't. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's, like, oh he's, yeah, he's not gonna make the emotional appeal. Yeah, worse fun. Yeah, so min maxing to me like it's pretty yeah pretty accurate. What you guys said it's like doing uh, statistically what's on paper to maximize your um, skills as a character without like role playing. Like you know what can I do to get the max damage 
what can I do to maximize my chances of this happening according what do I what I have like on paper statistically speaking whereas you know if you were to role play your character you might not do some of the things that you have on paper you know what I mean so it's like certain situations where you're role playing it's like it's all right what's it going to be if I min max and do the thing that I know like metagame wise is going to do the most damage because of this creature I'm going to do that even though it's not in my character to do that kind of thing whereas in character you're, you might do something completely different than you would min-max, which um, I don't like min-maxing at all. <laughs> it depends on a certain game. Yeah, I was going to really. say, like, for us, it's a little bit different, too, when we're together, because we're doing a show, and you want the entertainment value. Yep, exactly. If you do everything based off of, oh, well, I can get max damage on this, is it as entertaining if, you know, as if you would do, like, how I split into three characters, and if I'm this one, he's stupid. If I'm this one, he's strong. Like, you know, like... That's more entertaining if I get a one instead of just me being like, damn it, I didn't get to do what I wanted to do and I didn't have my max hit instead of me just being partially, you know, borderline mentally disabled and being like, well, this is pretty much par for the course. Yeah, the thing with Nomo is, like, you're a monk and monks are notorious for using their fists as weapons and using key points to do more punches and do more things with your hands. You rarely use your hands and shit because you're yeah. just role-playing like yep. who Nomo is as a person. And you're like, I'm going to throw <clears throat> dynamite at this person. Probably shouldn't, but that's what my character would do. I'm like, that's fucking hilarious, and exactly. I love it. Exactly. Like, I cool. would much rather have it be... I I think it's a little bit, like, more organic. Because yeah. if you're more organic, like, if I could read it in a situation however I want to, but if I'm just going to play it as is... And bounce off of whatever Ian's doing and his evil character. <laughs> I can just I can play it more fun and loose. I I think if we didn't have somebody who was so talented like a paid Asher, I would probably have to progress my guy a little bit differently, my character, because then we wouldn't have like a, a mass heavy hitter. And you know, Tack yeah, you're just, right there, yeah. Tack just dies all the time. True. I mean he's here. Yeah. He's what we in the business call an ancillary character. <laughs> or, or, or the meat shield. The meat shield, yeah. You go down more than anybody else does. But That's what she said. First one on this one. It's not just because of like the way your characters are built. It's like the way you guys like roleplay too. Like it's not just like like you were saying, the way you play your monk is, you know, not the traditional way to play a monk. Like our buddy Steak was, you know, a friend of our state that listened to the show. Uh, said he's like, man, why the fuck doesn't Greg use uh, his monk to his abilities and do the stuff that the monk's supposed to do? And I had to tell him one day, like he's he's role playing the character though, like mm-hmm. his character the way he's role playing it wouldn't do. Yeah, he's a monk, that's his class, but like role play wise, he's role playing the way Nomo is as a person. Whereas like like you said, you know, okay, if we didn't have Ian playing Paige, who's a heavy hitter fighter that does a shit ton of damage when he attacks, like yeah, maybe you'd have to buff it up a little bit and actually play like things the right way. But you know, you have Pate who's role-playing his character damn well because yeah. Peyton and Ian are completely two different people, which is great. Real um, facts. So that's like meta in a non-meta way, if you know what I mean. So it's like you know Peyton's going to do his job as a character role-playing it who naturally just does damage. So that leaves you with the room to actually role-play well, how you that's want to role-play. Like, you know, when we've done like level increases and things like that and we get to buff certain things, like I've never went towards an idea of being like, oh, I'm going to be a little bit stronger. I'm going to do this. I'm like, okay, I'm always in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to try to get some buffs on like survival and perception so I don't continually be like, let's dig up graves. Yeah. And <laughs> maybe I can be a little wiser, but I'll still probably try to dig up a grave. I will. No, you won't. Maybe. <laughs> Jesus, Lord. Yeah, yeah anything? Yeah. I would say that's the thing because it's, it, I, I'd say the weird thing about like mid maxing and 
D and D is that more? I'd say nine times to damn near ten times out of ten, it's all luck. So like even like depending on how you roll your character, like that could be entirely lucky. You could get shit rolls, and then you know you might need to mid max a little bit because otherwise you're. Your utility is going to be shit. Yeah, yeah, you're useless, unfortunately. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how well you play that character if they're dead and they can't handle themselves in combat. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather role play a fun character and die um, knowing that I had fun playing the character like in a role than min maxing a character and dying regardless, not using the character just full like role play potential. Like when I play D and D, like and I make a character, I don't make a character just like I'm gonna make a really strong character that's gonna fuck up everything in his path and it's a superhero. Like that's not the fucking point of like playing this game. Oh, like yeah, like the, the point of this the people think like, oh I'm a hero, so I should be able to do everything. I'm like, no, the point of playing this game is I mean like yeah, I get it. Like you're a hero. Technically like the way I look at it like like a player, like a playable character in D and D, a level one, is still better than your ever, you know, like your average everyday like NPC citizen. You just are, like you yeah. are naturally quote a hero. But should you strive for being like I am the strongest person in the entire world at level three, and I'm gonna do this with my statue? No, have fun, role play in the game. The whole point of role playing in D and D. And, and playing D and D in my eyes is to role play a character. If you want to play a character that is just almighty, you know, strong and fucks everything up, go play Fable. Not that anything's wrong. Nothing that anything's wrong with Fable, but I, I love the Fable games. But that's like the entire game of Fable is like there's not a lot of role play involved. It's you buffing up your character and just destroying everything in your pathway, which is fun in a video game. But if you're playing a tabletop game like D and D that's meant to role play, do the role playing. Well, I say that the the difference between that is the idea is like with Fable. It's a solo journey. This is a, a group effort. So I would say trying to mid-max to be the man that covers everything is absolutely, like, insane. Because there's no reason it's to. It's not fun. Like, it's not fun for a table either. Yeah. It's like- so that's why I would say if you're going to mid-max, mid-max on what you're going to do best. So if you look at the current party, we have, if you want to look at you have the mage, you have someone good with dex, and then you got someone good with strength. Yeah. The, the three main attributes. Three out of the four cordial heroes. <laughs> yeah. And then you have Wolfish. Yeah, yeah. four. Wolfish. Mechanical, servant, spider, robot, dog. Well, it's, you know, like he was saying, like if you're... It's like you're wiping your ass from side to side if you're trying to just be a superhero. Just like, have, the whole point of the like the game in general is not to be who's the best and strongest. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's who, not a dick measuring competition. Yeah, like, like right. most of the time you're playing with groups of friends that you have, and when you're playing something like like Roll Twenty, you're playing with with randoms. But it, it, do you think everyone on on that you know that app and and, and playing is going to have a lot of fun when you're just trying to be a one? You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not as an exciting time, and that's when those people are going to be like, eh. I don't know if I really want, you know, Brandon to come back here and be right. super barred. Like, <laughs> you know, I had a few times where a lot of people, whenever I create a character, it's not maximized as what they would always try to have me try to do, or they'll end up making the same class and like a different race, obviously. And they'll be like, see, I'm playing uh for an example, rogue, how it's supposed to be. Whereas for me, I like to role play my mind. Mm-hmm. He was just like, see, this is how much damage you could be dishing out, but you decide to do this or you decide to multi-class. It doesn't matter. It's all about how you want to have your character and proceed through a story. Yeah. Not just, 
oh hey i'm one shot and everything cool now i'm done never that was like for an example like greg was talking about roll 20 i played on a roll 20 game for a while where i played a dwarven bard named thargan and i was one of my favorite bards i've ever made um not in the sense that he was like overpowered because he wasn't i got very average rolls but the one thing i was good at was you know of course bards are all good at persuasion so it's like i picked the college of valor for the bard so i got two attacks if we're in combat scenarios my bard as a person knows he's a persuasive ass bard Yes, can he swing with a sword twice and hit twice in a turn and do, you know, a, a small, decent chunk of damage to an enemy when needed? Yeah, he could. But as a character, as a bard, that he's playing and me, you know, knowing that uh, I'm playing this cocky dwarven bard that can persuade people, you'd be damn sure he's going to just play his music and try to do that for a majority of his, you know, actions on his turn rather than go guns blazing trying to do as much damage as possible. Right. It's... Like you said, it's not all about just killing everything. This isn't like a murder hobo type of game, really, unless you aim to it make it that be. game. Like, here's the thing. If you want to play a murder hobo campaign where you just go through and fuck up everything in the world, that's fine. If you have a table, a group of friends that are okay with that saying, we're just going to maximize everything, we are going to go in and we're going to fuck the entire world up and down, left and right and inside out, that's fine. But a lot of games that I've played and, you know, from personal experience, what I've seen, like, People like to have the roleplay aspect where you're playing the game to get the entire experience, not just, you know, yeah, it's fun to roll dice, it's fun to get the nat 20, do a lot of the damage, but also, like, I get more fun out of doing the roleplay aspect and the storytelling than I do the, I'm going to burn everything alive, you know, portion of it. Hence, that's why they have, like, the milestone way to play D&D, or you can go by the experience. XP. Nobody does experience. Right. Well, people, Some people do experience. I don't like experience. I do milestones, but... Milestones is actually pretty, a lot more fun doing than actually killing milestones is a lot easier to keep track of i think honestly too like yeah it's so much easier that's the way that's the way i always done it it's it's just it's so much more convenient and like you you like know as like characters and like as a dm like eventually you get to a certain point in the campaign like after they beat a big boss or some shit like all right they're gonna level up you know not instead of sitting down like who did the most damage who got the final kill, who got the final blow, who gets this experience with this divvied up, and then you have some characters that are too ahead of other characters for what they do, and it's like, oh, See, group it, effort, milestones. It's, it's funny, because the only time, I know we're getting on top, to off topic, but you know that kind of works well for this, is the only times I've ever seen people really stick to XP is f- groups of people that are expecting players to not come back. Like, I was at, like, for, like, um... Like on, I went to a place and they were like, "Oh yeah, we, you know, it's just like a community thing. Just come on down. You know, it's Friday night D and D, whatever. We stick to hardcore experience points, and it's like you make your character. You know, if you if you show up, show up up again next week. If not, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then why are we going so hardcore into yeah. this way? If you're making account or making note that some people will not show back up yeah like i don't know why putting in all this extra effort that or it's like you go and you clear through a dungeon like completely out and oh here you gain this amount of experience you don't level up after your character just went through a whole like your character goes through literal oh, hell yeah that and like the, oh you're 50 xp away from leveling up but this guy no not this guy he's, he's leveling up like fuck but like, it's also the uh when there's like it's like huge groups. So it's like, oh, here's a, a party of eight. And we're going to do hardcore XP. And it's like, cool. Like, there's not going to be enough enemies for us to get anything. Right. So, like, like you're literally going to have to fight like 15 monsters <laughs> yeah. to actually get maybe a little bit of there's, XP. There's benefits to that, though, if you're playing like a, a game with your buddies and you're, you're literally trying to see 
and just like poke and prod to see who's better. Like I like we. I know my group of friends outside of here who know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons are ultra competitive. And if you're in that kind of a setting and you're just like, all right, I'm gonna see who's the best. That's when you're gonna have, you know, obviously maybe not the role playing aspect being as big, but you could have just like a really genuinely good time because then you're gonna be like, no fucking ways, fifty points ahead of me. Because <laughs> I would have friends that'd be like, I will slash your tires and kill your children if you get another level before Jesus I do. Jesus Christ! And I'd be yeah. like, bring it on, bitch. That's how it, <laughs> that's how it would go. I feel like everybody being at the same level in a party too makes it more like cohesive. You know I mean? it, it, it it's it's it like a more like an all inclusive yeah, feeling. Yeah, I've played a few campaigns. You're in it actually, together. I don't mind this rule for some more like hardcore games. Like I've played a few like. Um, very high level difficulty campaigns where they're high difficulty because the dm we played with wants us to you know try our best to do smart things and like be smart about the game not do dumb shit and told us like you know i tell you guys all the time like hey you guys might die in this podcast it might happen like i'm not gonna that's why like i rolled for you earlier in the episode record i'm like all right if i roll one and two he's gonna attack you while you're down that's a critical hit automatically you know like shit might happen like it just might but we played uh, a campaign where if you died, it was very hardcore. Like, he wasn't trying to go outright and kill us, but if you died, your new character you made started off a level behind everybody else. That's Which I thought nice. was really interesting. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool because, like, you know, it kind of makes sense in a way. Like, these players have been, like, adventuring, and all of a sudden you get somebody else that's yeah. just as high level as the previous person. <laughs> just, yeah, just, like, randomly bump into him and be like, oh, and this is Clevenger, and he's also a level 11. <laughs> and like, you're like, yeah. Oh, Landfill? Can we just call you Landfill, too? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I'd really be honored if you call me Landfill as I'm, well. Like, all right, cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, you're Landfill, too. Yeah, you know, so I thought that was a cool rule. Uh, not a lot of people do that, but I know quite, you know, maybe a small handful of duel. I do like that rule. Um, like we still did leveling by milestones. We didn't do experience. It was just the fact that like, if you died, the new character you rolled up was a level behind the characters that were in the party, which I like that a lot. I think that's a good example of like a good like balance system. Almost like it's still keeping the party cohesive. Like I don't think one character being one level behind like is gonna hurt an entire party. Now it got to that point. We played the same game where the person that rolled a new character who died luckily wasn't me. We were all like level seven at the time. Rolled a new character. He was level six. He died two sessions later. Rolled a new character. He was in level five. Every time you die, he made us go down a level. Wait, wait, hang on. So, okay, because I'm trying to figure out. Because honestly, like, there's not enough of a difference. Like, I would say maybe the that would only like really matter if you're like starting at like level three or four. But I would say past five, like, you've already got like your key skills that you're going to use. All yeah, the which time. is why I think it's balance i don't think that's a bad idea I, I liked it a lot it just got to the point where like the person died like literally as it went he was like it got to the point where he was like almost like three or four levels behind us because he's just dumb shit and died where the reason he kept dying is because eventually you know one level didn't hurt but after two and three he got to the point where like he had a little less ac than us and a little less hit points than us and so he was getting hit with more and more stuff and dying more frequently eventually he was just like well, not having fun. yeah i would but, say that that might but then again end. he was doing dumb shit like it was it was kind of his fault while he was dying well, like, yeah, I guess. I I would say, I don't know, because, like, that does seem neat, but I don't want to be with a DM that's going to kind of... I guess you could see it as a punishment. It is a punishment. I don't want DM to be like... Oh, well, yeah. Well, you know, you're not thinking the way I want you to think, so I'm going to punish you. And yeah, I'm that's, like, that's absolutely true, too. And I've played with DMs like that before, and it's a complete bore. 
Yeah. I try not to be a punishing DM. Like, I don't... I'm not gonna... Okay, I'm gonna punish you. I'm gonna punish you for dumb shit you do. Like, you lost your legs in our campaign. Yeah. Like, if you do dumb shit, dumb, naturally dumb consequences are gonna happen for the dumb shit that you do. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it breaks down to. Now, punishing as in, like, oh, you died, I'm going to... Like, I personally wouldn't make you guys drop a level, because I like the cohesive... There's only... First of all, there's only three of you guys, so the cohesiveness is good with the same levels. But I'm not going to um, let you have all your items back, or be like, "All right, cool, you lost an artifact." I'm trying to think of a way to say this. I'm not going to punish somebody and like purposely try to kill them for something. They did, you know what See, I mean? See, the way the way I always handled it was like, if you're doing something stupid, it's normal because it's a uh, it's a short term idea, so the punishment's going to be short term. Perfect example: Tack fell off the fucking airship. It's kind of dumb, and it's like, okay, he's crippled, but guess what? He could still do his normal attacks and everything, and then his, and then afterwards, it was just a short-term problem, and then you got working legs again. Yeah. Like, it's it's nothing more than, like, and that's, what, that's the way I prefer it, because if you do long-term, then that's just going to be, I'd say, a constant reminder throughout the game, and then that might, like, that's going to irk someone. Like, yeah. just because I dicked around once, and then you thought fuck you you're now you're like this permanently yeah unless you're doing some kind of crazy one shot like it's what i yeah, guess it's like, whatever really Tack fell off the airship and he lost his legs but like i didn't make that anything that like inhibits his character it did for like a few episodes because naturally like yeah like you you should probably should have died the only reason you didn't is because that fucking scroll you have right but like i didn't do anything long-term wise to like stop your character from being capable of anything you can do like i didn't like permanently sever one of your arms to the point where you get disadvantaged all your attacks i didn't do anything right. where you're honestly getting like hp it's like you just look a little more fucked up like which the, is good for storytelling but i'm not gonna do anything that's gonna like punish you guys specifically to piss you guys off you know what i mean like the only long-term type thing that really should be put in is how you guys roll your characters and see how the world ends or how the world goes about your characters being either uh massive evil pricks or being yeah, justice long, warriors yeah, the long term should be the story not yeah which it is and like if there's anything that's a quote a long-term punishment like that it's gonna be like all right like the legs like you're not cap you're not incapable of doing anything you could before but storytelling wise like that's character development for tack it just really is like you lost your legs you got four mechanical legs now like you walk into a tavern now people eyeball you that instantly starts off like what yeah, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it starts off like an encounter or like a something going on in the tavern or a yeah. city you walk into. Like it's just part of the story now. now it's not a punishment. Question: though. Do you think the ability for a group to role play is indicative of the dungeon master's ability to role play? Mm. Because I mean, if you have somebody who's limp noodle up there and they're directing you, and you'd be like, you know, oh, what's this like? And he's like, ah, it's a it's a house. It's got a door. You're not going to be like really like gung ho to be like, okay, I'm going to be descriptive. I think it, it, you feed off that energy a little bit. I think you do. I think it works a little both ways, honestly. I well, think I, the, the players will feed off the DM, the, the DM will feed off the players. But if you were to, I, and like I said, I've played, I guess I've been playing the game since I was like fucking middle school. Yeah, we've been I've playing played, with you as a dungeon master, so we've had to be like really, really into role playing because you are just boring. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. It's like, he will literally stop recording and he'll just be like, look at my guinea pigs, they're playing. Okay, no, I won't. And we're like, cool, dude, we're in the middle of a fight. And he's like, okay, hold on, I'll press record. That's all the time with this all guy. All that that Greg just said is an utter lie. Kills if that's just me fucking over here <laughs> wheezing because of something so stupid. 
No, I, I've played with some DMs where role playing has been really hard because if the DM isn't necessarily into it, it's really hard for the players too. It's like I get what you're saying. Like it's yeah. it's like almost no fun. Like it, it's I'm not gonna say if everybody is if there's one person that people that's not role playing, it ruins it for everybody. I don't think it's like that. I think it's like that DM thing. You know what I mean? So like yeah. if there's like you know say we were playing a group of six people, you know like a DM and five others. If four of the players are role playing and there was the one player that like wasn't. I don't think that's going to discourage the players from role playing. I don't think it's going to because if anything, it's probably going to encourage the one player that isn't. Yeah, now, had that if happen. the rest of the players are trying to DM and the DM was just like, or if the rest of the players trying to play and the DM was just straight up stuck up, just like, yeah, so you come across a door and it's locked and you hear a noise on the other side, like that's not going to encourage or entice your players to be enthusiastic about it. Like when I describe places, you guys I'm like, all right, you walk down the alleyway and it's very, very eerie. You can hear the water dripping off the ceiling. You hear a slight skitter in the background. You see some rats, uh, you know, flutter through. And I, I try to be descriptive, paint the picture, give a bit of a role playing. Like even when I'm describing stuff, I can't really like role play, mm-hmm. but like when I'm painting a picture, I try to be descriptive and sound like eerie and like, you know, give a little bit of like an you, effect you, to you Yeah, guys. you change like I, the affliction I, in your tone. And yeah, you know, I think this, this have just turned to instead of, Role playing versus mid max into role playing versus well milestones versus experience. Do we have any rules? No, fuck the rules. We make our own rules here. <laughs> I can change the title whenever yeah. I want. I got a new one called "Is Tack with Legs Better Than Tack with Four Legs?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> would nice to know. Uh, four. Oh, I was gonna go with four too. So I guess you're better now. I think hey. it's I, I like four leg attack better because it just makes for better storytelling. I can fuck with four leg attack so much better. If you don't listen, listen. If you found this video on YouTube first and you listen to it, or you just found our podcast, like listen to our show and you'll understand what we're talking about with four leg attack. There's a character in our show. His name's Tack, played by Cameron, who uh, kind of hey. had himself a goof and uh, hey. got very very hurt, and he now has four legs instead of two. Long story, but the fact that he has four legs now makes it honestly easy for me to have situations happen in the game because it's like people see a gnome with four mechanical legs walk into a building and they're like what the fuck that instantly starts like in like a role-playing scenario period and if you are a fan of the show and you listen to this as well uh draw a picture of how tack would wear pants oh god (laughs) oh my fucking god would they be (laughs) like two sets of pants on each leg would it be a big waist with four legs i just want to know and it's for personal stuff (laughs) personal reasons (laughs) But yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, like you were saying, though, like I think role playing is definitely uh, it feeds. It, it's an energy that feeds off of both people. But I feel like the DM specifically is one that if the DM wants a role playing group, he probably has to role play himself too. It's very hard to role play as a player if your DM isn't into it as well. Like, if you want to be super into like what's going on, how you're killing these characters, and you you describe every single kill and the way you talk and everything else, and the DM is just like, all right, you kill it. You cool. hit it with your thing that has a big on stuff on the top and yeah, and smashes like, his head. There are some parties, <laughs> honestly, there are some groups of players that are fine with that. Like They're cool with not role-playing. They're cool with just doing the dice rolls and just hanging out, playing the game. And, I'm and you're fine, with, like, too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's fine. All dandy. For me, though, like I can't I can't play the game without getting into it and role-playing it. It, just, it defeats the purpose to play the game if I'm not role-playing, honestly. That's just it's my like personal opinion. It's like reading a book, pretty much. Like, you want... Some people want to actually enjoy the book by getting uh, full pictures of it and everything. Then some people are just like, all right, here it is. Here's the synopsis of how it goes. There you go. Yeah. I th- yeah. <laughs> I think that should be <laughs> it. God, yeah. Role-playing, 
it's, it's very easy to talk about role playing. Like the last episode I did this with Devin was a role playing episode too, but it's like it's just one of the key components of the game. Like it really is. Like the one of the like if people were to like put a hierarchy of like the necessities of D and D, like role playing is going to be up there. Like if you want to have a good time, it just is. Hence like, why it's called RPG. Yeah, role playing game, not just not just PG, not just play game, playing game. However <laughs> you pronounce it or whatever. Roll game. Roll game. <laughs> That's RG. Yeah. Fuck RG. you, camera. <laughs> be like it would be, it would just be it's a different component like if you're just gonna do like if you if you dice play, and move along that's you know that's totally fine yeah obviously, you, but, but the thing just, is if you want to play a game that where there's no role-playing involved like play a regular board game like like sorry that's how it is well i'm just sorry but there's plenty of other like board games that are like you know like medieval or like battle based scenarios like this kind of stuff that what, are risk? strictly just board games yeah like, you do risk you know, whatever. Like, any kind of example of, like, a board game that you could do. Like, right. ah, Monopoly. For example, the game that I just bought that I want to play here soon, Five on a Dungeon. Like, it's a heavily, like, RPG, like, not even RPG-based, but, like, themed, I should say. Like, medieval, like, there's warriors, the elves, wizards, all the kind of classes and shit. That game requires no role-playing. It's literally just, like, laying down cards, but it's just, like, if you want to just go kill shit, play a game like that, where it's, like, you don't got to role-play, you just have these abilities, you play cards as fast as you can, you do stuff. Or just a hack-and-slash game in general. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it, that's, that's what it breaks down to. D&D, I feel like, is, was meant to be played with a role-playing aspect. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you feel it? Yeah. All right, guys, yeah. tell us what you guys think. You I thought prefer? you were doing. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what camera. No, I, was, I was just fucking just just going off. Like subscribe. <laughs> I thought I thought I'm not even add that part yet. Jeez, I thought that's what I thought he was doing. I didn't do it. I was I doing what, it jokingly. Oh okay. Listen, we don't know what camera does. Sometimes we just invite him over. Sometimes I don't even invite him over. He just shows up at my house and knocks on my door. Says, "Hey, Meg, we play D and D." I'm like, "Sure, let me call Greg and Ian. They'll come over." Yeah. Yesterday at the gas totally station, I saw him. He wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I know. If Where we, were was, your shoes? You tried to kill a dolphin that one time. You, uh, he remember, right? did kill a dolphin. Yeah, I know. The one fucked time. up. Like big. Yeah, fuck time. that guy. He killed Dan Marino, <laughs> the Miami <laughs> Dolphin. People are going to his Einhorn. <laughs> you know, we had a nice, good conversation about role playing. This so shit's people, gone. People are going to hear something like, fuck Jesus it, we're doing Christ. it live. Like, all of a sudden, they're like, like one of their, yeah, did you guys listen to the latest episode of We Can Trip? Yeah, one of their players kills dolphins. Yeah. Oh, like, like his player doesn't know. The actual person murders dolphins. Like the animals? No, like the NFL football the team NFL dolphin team. players. Cameron stabbed a quarterback. See, for a second, Six I thought times. you guys were actually talking about dolphins. I didn't know you guys were talking about fucking... I didn't know you were talking about dolphins. I thought you were talking about dolphins. <laughs> yeah. What dolphins are we talking about? Bottom oh, are we talking about the emulators? I what? thought you were talking about actual animals, but then you were just like, oh, quarterback. I'm it like, can oh. be whatever we want, and that's... I'm role-playing in real life right now. Yeah, seriously. Fuck you, a whale, and fuck you, a dolphin. That's from South Park. Huh? I d- oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good save. Good save. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna do, you need to make a con saving throw right now on that one. I will. Hold on. Where's it at? That's a charisma yeah. saving throw. Yeah. Oh, charisma, no, it yeah. was a race. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a seven. What would my bonus be as me? Nothing. If I was role playing me, I'd have a character sheet. <laughs> You're a goddamn charisma vacuum. <laughs> one. You get a plus one. I'll be generous. I, I'll, I'll give you a plus one. You're in the band, so I'll give you a plus two. You can play guitar. There we go. Uh, All right. yeah. That's true. He yeah, you're a bard. Yeah. Sorry. I feel, oh, you know what? Before we end, what would you feel like your person, what would your real life class be? Me, probably a bard, honestly. Like, I, I, like if you as a person in real life, if you had to establish or assign a class to yourself, what would it be? Mine's oh, a bard. Oh, shit. Easy. Bard what? Like, what kind of race would you be, though? Oh, halfling. Easy. Halfling bard. Period. 
I'd probably say I'd be more of like a barbarian orc. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm the big, strong, cool guy. I'm the coolest. <laughs> Ian no, I was went with barbarian as like, I'm like, an orc barbarian coming from Cameron, who's my height. Well, I'm just saying barbarian for a sole fact that, like, I just pretty much do whatever I want kind of type. And then fucking orc because, you know. Because why, Cameron? Orcs are dumb. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Or you, goblin. You painted yourself with that brush. No one put you in that corner. That was <laughs> all goblin. you. I bet you more as a goblin. Fuck you. You're not big and intimidating. Well, you're a kobold. <laughs> I said halfling. That fits me. Fuck you. Greg, what about you? I have no idea. No, idea, no idea race and class you'll be uh, in here. Gnome based on height. Okay. <laughs> That's all I got for you. Because I really don't have any like discernible like characteristics. Like I'm not too smart. I, I guess it would be athletic. I'm very athletic. Yeah. Outside of that, I'm pretty average at almost everything I do. Just right down the line. I'm not great in anything. I'm not really bad at anything. Oh, you're really good at sports. Fuck you. Th- well, that's what I'm saying. Outside yeah. of athleticism, but like everything else is kind of just That fits there. the way you rolled Nomo, too. Your, right? your stats for Nomo were very midline, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. M- midline, and then very and my acrobatics is a, like I got a plus six modifier. Yeah, which makes and, sense. Which, it's you're like, old you. You're playing you. Yeah, I'm just me, but I'm, with like brain damage. See, I'm trying to go with like the smart guy, and now I'm realizing over here, like I'm not that fucking smart. I wish I was, and like that's, you know, pulling back the uh, the the veil a little bit. Like everyone in my family, fucking brilliant, and it's annoying. Like I, I'm fancy myself a, a higher intelligence, not like really smart, but like my sister's a genius. She could read by before she was two. My father was a professor. He's like was like two IQ points away from getting the MacArthur Genius Grant. Like, and then it was just me, and I'm like, I'm gonna jump off this garage. <laughs> and they're like, Please don't do that. And I'm like, I'm gonna. And I did, and that's why I'm here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Ian, oh, race and class man, for if you had to, you know, assign a race and class or something, or even just a class to yourself, like what would uh, be in real life? human warlock. Human warlock. Why warlock? Well, because. I'm I'm not like f- like fit enough to be a warrior or a barbarian or anything. I don't like you know. I'm not too much into the druid shit. Like trees and everything, they're all right. But like I, I want to fuck a tree. I'm not I a druid. Want, yeah, I'd be a wood elf. I don't want to. I talk feel like to dru- trees. druids would be more like um, animal wise. Wizards are cool, but I feel like you got to study a lot to be a wizard, though. No, that's I mean, dumb. like that's, uh, <laughs> but yeah, got to study a lot to be a warlock. Yeah, too. you got to know how magic. You got to study all to be a warlock. You just sign a piece of paper and you're good to well, go. Yeah, I know what you're doing, but <laughs> I, I overall, can't mind warlock but would overall, be me. <laughs> I I like learning uh, about the bad shit in the world and going, yo, did you hear about uh, fuck the the Rugrats fan forum and how fucking wild that shit gets. And Jesus. everyone goes, the world is now darker because you spread this information. And That's go, true. Thank you, my patron. <laughs> you spread some dark shit. Like in our, like sunglasses, our, Tommy, you stay the fuck shit. away from my wife. <laughs> <laughs> His fucking bit diaper cooks. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, I'll open my group message and I'll get a message, like a, like a link from Ian. And it's like, local rat farmer kills babies in I, Africa. No, I'm like, no. Jesus Christ, Ian. That's not me. What are you talking about? Don't, don't, don't defame me. I like to tell the bad news in person. I don't like to leave a paper trail. That's that's, that's right. true. That's very true. Actually, you showed my. I was like, hey, did you hear this? Like, no. Did I hear what? Yo, did you hear about the fucking bad Japanese game show? <laughs> right? Yeah. That was that was a that was a whole saga before we started an episode one time. When Brandon started up, and I was still shook emotionally. Wait, and what? Sexually. What did I miss? 
I'll tell you afterwards. Yeah, let's yeah. not discuss it. Yo, uh, quick shout out. Unrelated from anything, but talking about this, check out Atrocity Guides on YouTube. They have a bunch of stories that just talk about the bad shit that happens in the world and the internet. She's a cool girl. Check her out. Kay. 13 videos. That's a whole... Not even half an evening. Nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, with that being said, I think that is... Uh, I think that's it for this episode of Cantor Conversations. Like I said, Cantor Conversations is more gay, or more of a game. More gay. <laughs> it is now after this last episode. It's more of a discussion <laughs> podcast on Dungeons and Dragons and just, you know, various little things. We talk about some random stuff, some random things, some random topics, and have a little fun with it. Um, you know, for you uh, listeners out there listening to the show, again, if you listen to the show on iTunes or Spotify, that is cool, or whatever uh, source you go to podcast, but you can listen to this a week early if you go to our YouTube channel and subscribe and watch all of our other cool videos. Also, leave us a review and a five-star frog splash rating. Yeah. You mean slod splash? Slod splash? Slod splash? No, it would be a five-star frogger splash. Ooh, yeah. Okay, leave us a five-star frogger splash. Yeah. Uh, give us a subscribe. Click the bell to get notifications. Subscribe to us on YouTube and uh, give us a review on iTunes for the podcast itself. We will catch you guys next time on We Cantrip D&D Podcast and the Cantrip Conversations. Everybody say bye. Plus, if Brandon was peace. a character, I'd make him a dwarf bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.